0: Quote, logistically accelerating techno-economic interactivity crumbles social order in auto-sophisticating machine runaway. End quote. That's the second sentence in Nick Land's essay, Meltdown, perhaps the most underrated work of social theory in all of the 1990s. So now I'm going to explain what this sentence means. But first, if you're new here, please take a second to subscribe before you forget. I'm not sure that I'm going to explain every single sentence in this text, meltdown, but maybe I will, we'll see. So let's repeat it and then we'll unpack it word by word. The sentence is, logistically accelerating techno-economic interactivity crumbles social order in auto-sophisticating machine runaway. All right, so first, logistical acceleration refers to an S-shaped growth curve. You've probably seen one of these before. It's a classic adoption curve for new technologies, for instance. In the first phase, growth is slow. In the second phase, growth is suddenly vertiginous. It goes upward very fast. In the third phase, growth slows again as it kind of asymptotically approaches a ceiling or saturation point. The societal adoption of new technologies is widely understood to follow this kind of curve. As I just said a moment ago, techno-economic interactivity, moving on, is a key postulate in all of Land's ideas. You see this elsewhere in his work. He will frequently use the adjective techonomic to refer to this. Techno-economic interactivity. The reason is that using tools and saving money are basically the same thing, a diversion of resources from the present to the future, and so technology and money are the co-components of capital, and the concept of technomics is, I would say, a perfect example of typical landian compression, because you know economics and technology are considered separate categories for essentially only disciplinary reasons. You know, if you're aiming for maximum philosophical parsimony and you're not playing institutional games, you just want to understand the truth and and model it as concisely as possible, then you might as well compress these two things into one concept. There's nothing wrong with separate fields of study and experimentation. You know, it can be very useful to distinguish between capital T technology, capital E economics, for academic economics, for pure engineering research versus other social formations like the startup ecosystem. There are good reasons to separate things and create these disciplines, but if you're just a person trying to theorize ultimate truths as radically as possible, then you should compress whatever can be justifiably compressed. And land is a master of this kind of tactical, lexical compression. Okay, so techno-economic interactivity or techonomics logistically accelerates because that's the formal feature of any positive feedback loop. So the idea here is very simple, right? The the mental model here is if X increases Y and Y increases X, then it only requires X or Y to increase by any non-zero amount before both X and Y asymptotically approach infinity, right? That's just basic cybernetics, basic positive feedback loop. And in practice, you know, external constraints typically create some kind of ceiling or saturation point where the system maxes out. But in the absence of any constraints, then positive feedback loops are really better thought of as explosions. You know, if you compare, let's say, the adoption curve of consumer televisions to the energy curve of a nuclear bomb, for instance, both are positive feedback loops. You know, when the first TV company sells its first few TVs, the company earns money, and TVs enter into society. The company uses that money to make TVs better and cheaper, and make more of them, uh, which makes more people want TVs, um, and so that's a kind of logistical curve. It's a, it's a kind of explosion, but TV growth is capped by the human population. So it's a logistic curve, you know, the TV is, in other words, a socially manageable phenomenon. A nuclear bomb, on the other hand, explodes. If you look at like a fission reaction, a neutron collides with a uranium atom and breaks it. The split, uh, you know, produces new neutrons, which collide with other uranium atoms and so on, repeating in a chain reaction. And so the result of a nuclear bomb is this explosion. It's not manageable. It's the opposite of a manageable phenomenon. And so one interesting question in the so-called accelerationist perspective is whether the acceleration of capital that we see in modernity is a manageable explosion or a true explosion. Uh, you know, is technomic acceleration a nuclear bomb or is it a consumer television is another way to think about it. And so perhaps the initiation of technomic acceleration is like a fission reaction, let's say, which dooms every advanced society to extinction, perhaps. Techonomic acceleration would therefore be one candidate for the so-called Great Filter, the reason why we don't observe any other advanced societies in the universe. This could be one explanation. Or perhaps Technomic Acceleration can be mastered by humans and it can be channeled into a future post-scarcity kind of multi-planetary species that lives in comfort forever. So Nick Land definitely seems to be in the former camp. He calls himself a quote horrorist and it seems that he thinks modernity is much more like a nuclear bomb. In fact, in his podcast with me a couple years ago, he uses that metaphor exactly. And so interestingly, in this regard, as a, as a side point, most of the woke social justice activists are actually in the same camp as the based and red-pilled libertarian tech guys. You know, so this people don't really think about this. Your typical blue-haired professor of queer studies will tend to agree with Peter Thiel and Elon Musk. In their belief that technology should and and can be controlled by humans, they have, they certainly have different visions for how economic acceleration should be managed and harnessed, but they all agree that it should and can be harnessed. But surprisingly, black pilled atheist edge lords like Nick Land are rather in the same camp as traditional millenarian Christians who believe in the eventual the eventual uh, arrival of of the end times. So this camp on the other hand, uh, rejects any naive humanistic calls to control and to manage the, the techonomic explosion. Instead, th- thinking more about either, on the one hand, a nihilistic merging with the machines uh, or some kind of final apocalypse or or day of judgment. And so that's an interesting ideological cleavage people don't think about. Now, whatever you think of modernity's long-term equilibrium, though there's no question that it crumbles social order. This is trivial almost. The history of capitalism is a history of crumbling traditional social structures. And that's the next part of the sentence uh, in, in Meltdown. As Marx famously said, I believe the quote was, all that is solid melts into air, right? Uh, and so the socially disruptive aspects of capital acceleration should not require too much elaboration when Land talks about crumbling social order. That's That's everything Marx talks about. And finally, We come to the concept of auto-sophisticating machine runaway. Most of this is already implied in the first half of the sentence, but there's one new and crucial term added to the mix, and and then this is the concept of the machine. So here Land is using the word machine in a Deleuzean sense. Don't think of an industrial machine. Uh, you'd find in a factory or even an AI robot. That's not really what you should be thinking of when he talks about machine. If technological devices and capital flows operate in relations of positive feedback, it's easy to see that we are already talking about the increasing complexity and autonomy of essentially non-human entities. I mean, even mainstream research on artificial intelligence supports this view. Like if you look at, for instance, Nick Bostrom's book, Superintelligence, which is very mainstream, rationalist, uh, philosophical analysis, even he acknowledges, he says in that book, that capitalism can be understood as a kind of superintelligence. Of course, he passes over it and kind of dismisses it as, quote unquote, loosely organized superintelligence. And to him, that means it's it's not worthy of more attention. But Um, That's his mistake, I think, actually, and and that's Nick Land's genius to see that um, capitalism is is an AI and it's real. So you can say that humans are ultimately behind all technologies and all capital. And perhaps, but you can also say just as well that technology and capital essentially consume human beings. I mean, just look around you. Do you see humans controlling technology? Is that really how you see the world? Or do you really see technology controlling humans much more so? I think the latter. And so machines are not little toys that we use as we please. That's not the way to think about them. Our civilization is a machine, literally too complex for us to fully comprehend. And this machine gets smarter every day. So in short, quote, logistically accelerating techno-economic interactivity crumbles social order in auto-sophisticating machine runaway. Okay, now subscribe to the channel or else get wrecked by planetary runaway AI.